You are now tuned in to the official podcast of the foundation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to the foundation. It is yours truly, the incredible DJ Battle. And as you can see, we got a we got a couple kings in here, and we got a queen over here in the corner. And uh, we're going to take it straight up to the three one three Max Blacks. Go ahead and say something to the people. Howdy, y'all. We we up here taking it easy, boys. Making sure we stay corona free and mass up, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah, mask up indeed. Now we're going to take it on over to the Hoosier State. New vision, man. What's cracking over there in the Hoosier State? What's going on, y'all? Man, another day, another week. Y'all bless we here. Man, corona-free still, so let's go. All right, all right. Man, you got a special guest out of the beautiful state of Georgia, the game-changing state of Georgia. So go ahead, introduce yourself, Queen. Hello, my name is Imani Bishop. Peace and blessings be upon everybody. All right, all right. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's about that time. We're going to the disclaimer time, basically letting you guys know that, hey, it's just a couple kings up in here, queen. We just over here sharing the conversation. Um, don't want you to take it too serious. No legal issues. It's just sharing our thoughts and opinions, and we don't want no legal troubles. Why is that, Max Black? Because it's entertainment only, baby. Entertainment only. All right, entertainment only indeed. But, you know, we're going to jump straight to conversation mode. We're going to talk to Miss Amani about her her life story and and um then we'll follow up with some questions and um she's gonna talk about her story everything she's been through and what has gotten up to this point so i'll let you go ahead and have the floor and then we'll, we'll, we'll sit back and listen and we'll jump in with questions once once it's once it's time okay so um i'm gonna introduce myself um mommy bishop i'm 54 we'll be 55 next month all right. <laughs> um, I'm a mother of five children, birth by birth, and a mother of ten by taking care and taking others in. That's been in young young kids that's been in the street, been where I have been. I've been on a long fifty five year journey, starting at six years old. So you know I was. <laughs> I was born back in the 60s, so you know, 60s was the drugging time for a lot of folks. Yeah. And my parents was one of those that, you know, used to use drugs, my mother and father. So, you know, I had, I didn't have a, a childhood, you know, I was a parent at six years old. That's when it all started at six years old. Wow. You know, I had a sibling, mom and daddy out, like lights, you know. Nobody to take care of her, you know, they sleep, they they done, you know. So I had to step in and be a mother, learn how to make bottles, learn how to climb in the crib, feed my sister, you know. I had to learn at an early age how to take on others. So, you know, that's what I've been doing all my life. But in between them times, I had struggles, you know, I had downfalls and I must begin by telling some of my downfalls and my struggles. Um, so it all started when I was about 15. I had my first child. Okay. And, um, you know, I was into selling drugs at first, you know, trying to be the big, big girl out there, trying to survive and take care of my first child. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I had him at 16 doing my thing, trying to, you know, survive, like I said. And then, you know, um, it was just running the streets, trying to maintain, you know, um, just doing it here and there. Just And meanwhile, I'm doing it, I'm bringing others in, trying to follow my lead, you know, helping them establish themselves as being a, quote, drug dealer. <laughs> you know, because that's the, that's the title that they give us, you know, when we're trying to maintain and trying to survive at a young age, you know, when I really didn't have no corners to turn my father. When I had my first child, my father died. He was my backbone. Okay. He died. And um, I just lost it after that. It was just like I didn't have no backbone. I didn't have nobody. So after, you know, getting into selling drugs, started using drugs, you know, started abusing drugs. Uh, For five years, I went to using drugs, prostituted, whatever means I had to do to, you know, to take care of my habit. Um, I'm going to not go into the long story whole, yeah. Well, you know, people can ask questions or whatever. But then after that, you know, I, I got clean, got married, had another child, and then after that, I had a tragedy. Um, I lost five members in my family: my sister, my brother, my niece, and nephew died in a fire. Wow! It was at almost everybody. I watched my sister jump out a two-story window in front of me. Couldn't help her. Then my mother fell out the back window. So after that, it took me down again because I had to bury everybody by myself. I was the oldest child. Mm. I had to uh, bury everybody myself. And after that, I just went downhill on drugs again. And just, you know, didn't care. On that road, it was like I couldn't kill myself, but I was taking the drugs to do it for me. Yeah, yeah, and it happened. I OD with my child in the tub. My one-year-old child, two, no, she's two, two years old in the tub. Mm-hmm. And you know, after that, my daughter's like, "If you die, what are we gonna do?" You know, so that woke me up right then and there to get my life straight. So. After that, uh, I knew I had to leave New York. I knew I had to leave New York because New York was my downfall. Yeah. Everything, you know, everything, the struggles, the chaotic, everything. So I knew if I didn't leave New York, I was going to be in jail for life for selling drugs or I was going to die. Okay. So I was pregnant and I took my three-year-old daughter and left. And wound up in Maryland, from Maryland to Charlotte. Yeah, in Georgia. Okay. Okay. So, That's yeah. a quick version of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, um, uh, first and foremost, I just want to say congrats because that's that's a lot. Um, you know, a lot of folks are not built to even take that. That's just not even normal circumstances. Um, and and and, and it, it kind of connected dots that you know most people when um. When they when they see someone on drugs or or have any kind of habit, they don't think about what the person has actually been through. You know what I right. mean? So so you can kind of chime in on that because a lot of people are so judgmental when it comes to you know at least the black folks anyway. When it comes to us, it's always like well it must be just some negative. They don't think about 
What's behind it? Yeah, what's what's behind you know the drugs? Yep. Yep. They don't stop it at you. Why you why you doing this? What's wrong? Is there something wrong? They don't think that. They just think that you done picked up a drug just to get high, just to be getting high. No. There's things behind it, things that people don't want to deal with in life. Don't know how to deal with. And that's where the depression comes in and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Cause you know, situation. Like when my um, when my father finally had passed and stuff. <clears throat> And it was so, it was kind of really kind of just like a shock because it was right around Christmas time. Yep, and, that's um, It was around about like uh, December 11th, mm-hmm. basically. And um, so I saw my sisters from out of state. And as soon as, as, soon as he saw them, he passed. So, you know, it was kind of um, devastating. And then, you know, People don't realize, like, like from an early age, like back in the in the eighties and stuff, in the seventies, you know, diabetes was considered doomsday. You was gonna die real quick, you know. Instead of compared to now, where you have all these injection pens and all this stuff like that, and yeah, when people like that die to you real close to you and stuff, and then. It takes takes a while, and a lot of times, you know, like us, we like folks, we won't get help, won't ask for help. We just work or do something else, and then about the time we finally get to the point, we then fell all the way off the edge. Yep. Yeah. So yep. I understand exactly, what it is, you know, especially like when I uh, injured when I injured my back the first time, um, injured my lower back. And uh, my wife, my ex-wife, then she helped me around every day. And I was out of commission too much. Didn't understand, depressed, like damn, I can't do shit. Blah blah blah. blah. And then they found to recover, and then be hitting another accident and damage your back in another spot. So, you know, I understand what you're saying. You know, with your death and, and you know struggling and stuff. And I say, if it wasn't for my moms or, you know, a few people and stuff that I could really, you know, count on brothers and stuff like that shit, I'd probably been down on another path, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, at least you had them, you know. I'm the oldest, so it was hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, so how would you, how did you use that to, like, your career path? Did it, I mean, did, he, did you choose to use your experience? To help others, you know what? What is it? What path has it led you on, on the as far as career wise? Okay, well, career wise, I became a CNA. Okay. To help others, well, you know, all through the course of me going through my journey, I always, my father always told me, if somebody needs help, you help them. If they need to shirt up your back, you give it to them. So, like, my sisters and them had friends that was, like, in group homes and stuff like that, and they used to tell me their story, and then I, you know, I could build on their story, because I know I've been there, too, you know, like, their fathers, stepfathers raped them, I know my stepfather tried to rape me, I know I've been raped, you know, so I know what they were going through, and I know being put in the system is not the answer. 
So what I did at 18 years old was my first child that I had got out the system. Mm -hmm. So I was a mother at 18 years old, double that. Mm -hmm. so it was always trying to help somebody else, you know, coming out the system, giving them strength, knowing, letting them know what I've been doing. You know, I'm here for them. I'm your mother now. You know, we can go through this journey together. Hey, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, you got so now I'm in the me mental health field. So I take care disabled people with mental health issues. Okay. Okay. Hey, that, that's, that's awesome. You got any questions, New Vision? My bad. Uh, no, I said basically you pretty much laid it out. So like, there's not really nothing for me to add. It's you know you telling your life story. So basically, so what got you to where you at now? What 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 religious group or sect? I don't know. Okay, well, my thing when I okay when I was young, my father was so strict. That's why I said he was my backbone. I could never wear dresses above my knees. I could never just wear a plain bathing suit. It had to be a full bathing suit with shorts or something on over it. So my father always sheltered my body. So when I came up as a teenager, started hanging out with people trying to fit in, but I didn't feel comfortable. So I was wearing what they was wearing. But then when as I got older, I'm like, now nah, this is not me. So then I had went away to jail and um got my way where I wanted to be. I had a um Muslim sister in there teaching and I asked her for help. Okay, that's what's up. Okay. That's beautiful right there. We're looking out for each other. Yep. With the Muslim sister, uh Black, white, Chinese, Japanese. Oh, or? she's black. Her name is Sister Aisha in Rikers Island. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So you out in New York? Or is that where you at presently? No, I'm out of. I'm. I lived in New York. That's where I grew up, Staten Island. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so where are you at presently? Now she's in, now she's in Georgia. Georgia. I'm in Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Battle. You still a little low to me too now, but that's okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to make sure. I'm sorry, y'all. I've I've been working all day, so I've been hey, no problem, oh, man. We know how it is. It's all good. Everybody. I'm still at work. I do living, so I, I'm still at work. <laughs> okay. Yep. So so right now, currently you're you know, sounds like you're still on that path of helping, helping others. Yes, I want to open up my own home. I want to open up a home for um, teenagers, okay. troubled teens, runaways. Okay. That's that's my that's my goal right there, and to do a um, a little movie and write a book. Okay. Okay. Is the movie going to be horror, drama, suspense, documentary, or True is story. going to be true, true story? story. So that is, well, I tell you what, whatever it is, remember MVMG and hit me up because that's what we do. So, okay. gotcha. <laughs> well, you, you know, Mister, you know, Mister Battle gonna be the first one to know. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! This is gonna be beautiful. So we, yes, he's helping me. <laughs> yep. So we definitely keeping tabs on everyone. We are gonna definitely um make sure that everyone know how to reach you once you get your home up and running. I'm pretty sure you're gonna you're gonna run open a few up one in what Georgia, one in Charlotte. 
I want one in Charlotte. I want one in Georgia. I want one in New York. I want it everywhere. Okay, well, she got mm. locations mapped out already and getting the blueprint in the works. So once once she gets the information to me, I'll be sure to get it to you guys because, you know, especially during these times, you know, um, you know, with the pandemic, that's one thing. The stuff we go through every day, that's another thing. And, you know, a lot of folks you see checking out left and right. I mean, every time you look up, you see somebody who, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know, not being able to participate in school, not having a social life. You know, people, you know, checking out, you know. Yep. And anytime somebody needs to talk, want to talk, and can't talk to their parents or don't have nobody to talk to, I'm going to leave my email, hit me up on my email, and I'll get to you. Okay. Or you can find me on Facebook, Imani Bishop. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'll and be sure to um, post it up here once I edit it so that folks can reach out to you because, you know, these, like I say, you know, we all we got. Um, it's, and it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, these are tough times. Um, tough and hard times and a lot of yeah. people going through things a lot of people going through things okay. being stuck in the house yeah you know a lot of people going through things and i know they having hard times oh yeah oh yeah most definitely especially most children definitely. when they stuck in the house with the wrong people oh man that's that yeah. yeah we talk about that all the time you know you like, know like, so like, i know i know it's tragedy going on out here yeah yeah yep yep so yeah, we'll definitely um like I said, I'll definitely leave the, the um information so the folks can reach out to you. We definitely appreciate you for you know sharing your story and more importantly, we're looking forward to seeing how how you can help out everyone. So so we'll definitely and that book. Yeah, we're looking for the book, the book and the movie. Everything. Y'all gonna know about everything. Y'all my support. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we we'll definitely get it the, the uh the the new vision so that he can put his touch on it and um mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to go ahead and get my acting skills. Get, uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to be a prop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, you're going to need a couple of people in there, you know. <laughs> oh, hey, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, You know, and we, we all, and the beautiful thing is we're always surrounded by a lot of talent. So you never know. And I'm still happy, out. still going strong. Allah has blessed me on my journey because some people with the the, the structure and stuff that I went through, oh, yeah. they can't handle that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I done lost a lot of friends that couldn't handle a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. so all I can say is just everybody holds on and be strong and keep the faith. Imani means faith. Keep the faith. 